Welcome to the Nine Moms Podcast. My name is Phineas, and this is my mama's podcast, and, and here she is. Hey, you guys, and welcome to another episode, actually episode number 20 of the Nine Months Podcast, and I couldn't be happier at this point to to keep giving you guys birth stories every week. They keep coming in somehow, so that's great. And um, I'm always looking for new ones to record, so if you would like to record yours with me, don't hesitate to reach out to me on the nine months podcast at gmail.com or head to the website nine months podcast.com and just fill out the contact form there now for today's story we will hear from marie marie is the director of czech courses which is a really big czech language school here in prague where myself and my husband have studied and um she has four children so she'll be sharing what it's like being a mother of four and running her own business and working after giving birth and um, her four kids are quite close in age the first two are, are I think we established 14 months apart I'm sorry if I'm wrong Marie something like that and the, the second two also and then there's a three-year age gap in between in between the four so so she had four children in quite a short amount of time and she'll just be sharing with us the differences between giving birth the first time and and to to the last time and and just comparing and yeah just four beautiful birth stories that we get to hear today into one session so thank you guys so much for tuning in here is marie so hi Marie and welcome to the nine months podcast. Hello. Hi Lisa. Do you want to start by introducing yourself and who's in your family and what you guys do? Yeah, I can definitely do that. My name is Marie. Um, my husband's name is Radim and then we have four children together. It's Christian who was born nine years ago. Then it's Lis- uh, Luisa who is eight. Uh, Johan five years old and then Bogdan three and a half years old and that's it (laughs) that's it and what do you guys do uh we me and Radim me and my husband we run a school that's called courses and we run language school Czech language for foreigners in Prague and Brno now we run most of our courses online but we are looking forward to go back to classrooms soon as soon as this pandemic is over. (laughs) All right, great. So let's start with your journey to becoming pregnant the first time then. Did you guys plan to have a baby and how did you find out that you were pregnant? Um, I think I planned it more than Radim did. So it was partially planned. I really was feeling that I was ready to become a mom. Um, and Radim was kind of keen on that too. So, so. Um, however, it was a big surprise. I think that I was quite young. I was twenty-six, which is like kind of normal age. But I think that I was the first one among my friends who became who became mums, like in their thirties. Let's say much later than I. Um, yeah. So yeah, I remember the 
time when I was doing the test and I remember being really, really happy about that. So it was happy surprise, I would say. Yeah. Mm. Oh, that's nice. Mm. So how, how was that pregnancy your first time then? Did you, did you know sort of what kind of birth you were planning for and did you do all the standard testing and stuff or did you, did you just go with the flow? I kind of go... I kind of went with the flow, I would say. Um, I didn't want to be the, the educated mother, if you know what I mean. I, I didn't really want to, at that time, when I was pregnant for the first time, I kind of felt um, that I'm confident enough to know what, what my body is telling me. And uh, I didn't want to read too much of the literature and I didn't want to prepare too much for it. Um, I was also getting married when I was at the beginning of the, of the pregnancy and to as a, as a present from my friends I received this gift of a course with a well-known um, birth assistant and doula uh, it was a it was a cycle of I think five meetings with her when she would tell us everything and I thought that this would be enough and it it was very, very, very helpful. I, I liked it a lot. And she, after, uh, after I eventually gave birth, she also um, became um, my assistant for breastfeeding. So she was helping me with that. She came to mm. our place a few times. Yeah. Oh, that's really nice. That's really nice. So mm. how was, how was the pregnancy? Did you go, was it, did you go through it without any hiccups or was it just the pregnancy the first i'm really i really like uh to think to go back and think about it and and remember it and and really uh, it was really happy time of my life i was um i was feeling that everything was going according to my ideas i was starting the uh, the school back then and we were moving to a new place and we were getting married and and I was pregnant and it was very happy very happy time mm. <laughs> oh, yeah <laughs> the first, mostly in my uh, point of view the first pregnancy is the best one because you really have the time to pamper yourself and to sleep as much as you want and Oh, I wish mm -hmm. all of the pregnancies were, were the first ones. <laughs> I know, I know. I thought I would have the same experience with my with my second pregnancy, and I was like, "Oh, hang on a minute, I have a, I have another kid here." <laughs> exactly, it's not the same. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. So, so you didn't plan any sort of birth? Did you have a doctor that you went to and or yeah. registered at a particular hospital or? Yeah, I I. Um, the the cycle of those lectures from this birth assistant uh or this pa um really she really was recommending uh, this we call it ambulant porot this ambulant birth when you give birth in a hospital so you are under control and then you are leaving within two hours or three hours the hospital and you 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 are kind of um not uh, sleeping in a hospital this is mm -hmm. what I planned, but I have to admit that after giving the first birth, I was so exhausted. I was really happy I could uh, stay in the hospital and have somebody mm -hmm. who would take care of me and help me 
Um, yeah. Being as the first birth, I think that we will get to it, but uh, it, it was a little bit after the nine months of happiness, <laughs> it was unexpectedly difficult. And uh, uh, it really, it, I was really very tired, exhausted, and I was happy I don't have to get up. So I stayed in the hospital. Eventually, I always wanted to give birth in uh, Podoli. It's a hospital in Prague for one of the two biggest ones and one of the ones that I, I liked. It was a little bit complicated to get there. Back then, it is 10 and 9 years ago, we had to really stand in the physical queue <laughs> at 5 a.m. in front of the hospital uh to get a, re a registration at the beginning of the 14th week yeah um, but uh i i was i wanted to do it that way i wanted to be in this hospital mm. yeah oh great well should we go ahead and jump into the birth story itself then huh. how did you how did it start and what happened <laughs> i think that uh all of the all of my births started uh that my water broke all four of them so uh it always started with the water broke and then um slowly the contracts contractions came and i i think that i was a little bit over the due date the in the first birth it was the only birth when i was a little bit over like maybe seven days so i was really looking forward to it and when the first when the water broke and when the first contractions came i was like wow it's coming and it, <laughs> it's cool yes it's coming and i was really looking forward to the birth and then it started to be faster and um and more more difficult and more painful and i <laughs> i was uh thinking that i at this stage it's definitely i i must be open to 10 centimeters at least and then i came to the hospital and they told me it will take another few hours uh which led to my huge depression and and then i was opening very slowly uh and i think that together from the moment that the water broke till the birth i think it was like 12 hours which doesn't seem to be too much but mm it was very i was i remember i was planning that i will not scream <laughs> like for two hours in a row i was really um very painful <laughs> i didn't explain that i was kind of disappointed with uh how much it, it i was struggling with it mm. and i think i have a high level of, of what i've when I actually start to feel the pain and I thought, oh, I will manage. I'm good with pain. <laughs> and then I realized I'm not good with this sort of pain. And when it lasts for so long. Yeah. And did you get any, did you have any, a birth plan or anything? Yeah. You know, I was in this uh, alternative course, birth course. So of course that in my birth plan, there was no, uh, nothing, nothing no medicaments nothing i want to keep the baby i want i don't know kind of strict uh and then i really didn't receive any painkiller uh i didn't receive any yeah they were they were of course offering me uh i uh, oxytocin and they were offering uh painkillers 
and they were offering the um now i don't know the name when they cut you when they put a um, when you don't feel this the lower um epidural epidural you're right so they were offering all of this and i i refused everything uh even because i i really i wanted to be myself through the whole uh process and i was afraid that if i didn't feel my legs i would be i i wouldn't like this feeling so i i didn't want that yeah so um so no painkillers and um how did how did it all go then did, so after a few hours you went to the hospital and and then they checked you in and and who was who was assisting you and uh, what happened there in the first and second uh, birth i didn't have my own assistant i was always having only the assistant uh, in the hospital and they were all great they were doing they were really helping me they were doing a great job um as i i'm now kind of talking it more in general not only about the first birth but i like the experience of having my own pa much more because i know who is coming and i know she knew me and she she helped me before and she will help me after and i i would really recommend to everyone to invest in having their own pa uh, I've, I've learned that it's not that common uh, the, the possibility to have your own pas is not that common around europe but it's possible in here and i would really recommend it yeah was it a what did uh, this assistant was it a doula or a midwife or this, um uh, this uh the one that i had she was really a nurse she was a midwife um mm. and some some people say that the that the, the midwives that are your own the private ones uh are actually working as a doulas because the hospital always has uh their own uh, midwives there which is true but the truth is also that she this one uh, midwife in particular she knew everyone in Podoli and they were oh you are here this Dvořka is here okay so super so we don't need to worry too much about you because you so uh, formally there also has to be the midwife from the hospital but it was always the fact that that she was helping me more than the than the midwife from the hospital right right i i didn't have anyone uh, i didn't have midwife my own midwife in the first and second birth but it was also fine they were doing great job yeah great so how was the birth itself then with christian uh yeah so i has i had in the end i have this episiotomy which which i think that in the end was the worst part of of everything because i couldn't really sit for the following week uh and i think that i even had to go back uh, because the stitches went wrong i had to go back to the hospital for the checkup after the birth it was kind of painful and i think that i till now i still sometimes struggle with it uh, because i um, i sometimes had a back pain and my mm. physiotherapist told me might have been because of the because of this so i i really next time i would really love to have the birth 
done in a little bit maybe different way and not to have the episiotomy and to avoid it. This is my maybe my only regret. Was okay, the baby is kind of losing the heartbeat, not losing, but slowing down. We are losing him and we need to rush now. Hmm. Going for such a long time, or kind of long time. The second phase was long. And I think that they their argument was that the baby is tired or something like that. And he's losing it, and we need to really rush now to get him out. Of the tummy yeah and he was okay when he was born totally fine yeah 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 great i don't know they we call it apkar score so they they all this the score they count the reflex and uh, their the impulses or something that they always had like full full uh points the 10 10 10 or something. i don't know what's the name of the score it's the same it's in english apkar score yeah yeah it's the yeah, same yeah yeah okay so the, so so i fortunately that was good mm. yeah and how was how was postpartum then did you get to stay in the hospital then you didn't have the ambulant birth you went home not in or? the end and i think it's because of this episiotomy i uh i was really tired it was very painful and i was happy i can sleep uh and to, mm-hmm. and be checked somewhere so I think I usually mothers in the Czech Republic stay for three to four days. So I think I stayed for three or four days in the hospital. Uh, It wasn't so cool because I remember there was, I was in a room. I wanted to be in the uh, private room, but it wasn't free. So I had to be in a room with other two or three moms. And I remember that the the other babies were crying (laughs) and Mm -hmm. I couldn't take any sleep. And uh, and it was December and it was very dark and a little bit, I got a little bit blue, a little bit slightly blue. I was in kind of pain. Um, Mm -hmm. um, So that was a little bit difficult. And I was, and this is also maybe because of, it was the first birth, I was struggling with breastfeeding. And now this is the point. I think that this is interesting. We have here in the Czech Republic, this lobby of breastfeeding. I think it's a strong subject here, a strong matter. Uh, And there is a kind of pressure for, to mothers to to breastfeed as long as possible and of course i wanted to breastfeed as long as possible and to full breastfeed without any additional milk uh commercial but uh at the end of the six weeks postpartum it was kind of obvious that christian isn't gaining enough weight and i didn't have enough milk or I did the technique wasn't good and also that's why I had this this uh, midwife uh, helping me uh, so this, this this was not 100% working I was then breastfeeding till up to his four months but it wasn't this full breastfeeding I had to buy him Nutrilon so I was very upset about that because I this is also one of the things I was expecting to be automatic and um easy and it wasn't as easy as i expected so again another disappointment (laughs) yeah 
Yeah, this breastfeeding is something that we talk about a lot also with other mothers too. Just this thing of we think it's just supposed to be happening for us. But Mm -hmm. in many cases, it's just like we need support with it. And sometimes also it doesn't work and and babies are fine, you know, even if they don't get the breast all the time. And and it's but we need somebody to tell us that I think we need somebody to go it's okay yeah exactly exactly I would very I would actually looking backwards I would actually prefer if the midwife told me okay if it doesn't work just give him the the, give him Nutrilon it's it's Mm -hmm. it's not you are not letting down anyone you just want to be happy and you want you know there is this it's it's kind of cycle the less of the less you will give him the breast, the less the milk will come. It's a cycle. So, uh, so there is, they, they want to prevent that and they want to uh, try it as much as possible before giving him the, the commercial milk, which I kind of understand, but I remember being so skinny and, and tired and, you know, crying and nervous and it was not working and he was still not gaining enough weight and looking backwards I would just I would give up much sooner <laughs> I would just yeah. buy him Nutrilla and you know he will be happy and he was such a sweet baby afterwards he was crying obviously he wasn't gaining enough weight so afterwards when I started with Nutrilla he became to such a happy super baby yeah yeah he was just hungry <laughs> and I it was such a relief and I kind of allowed myself not to be perfect Mm-hmm. I would, I you know, I don't know. I'm probably not the best doula, but I would recommend to to get the help of the commercial milks sooner. <laughs> no, but I I think that's the thing, though. It's not it, all natural and all without whatever painkillers and and all these things. Like it's not. I think it's about that. It's not about being perfect, but it's about doing what you need and staying informed. You know to 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 know your choices and to know what's good and and what works for you doesn't work for someone else and that's okay you know yeah. Yeah. yeah definitely it's such an important conversation i think that we don't hear enough of exactly i would and i think it's a little bit this check thing i'm not sure how is it in other states maybe it has something to do with the long materska and long rogichovska how long we stay at home with children but really they everybody the doctors and and everybody is really insisting on this long and full breastfeeding um and when you're not breastfeeding you are it's not that super but really looking backwards it was the best thing that i could do (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, and the atmosphere in the whole family improved so much and also i what i would like to say uh out is that the, if you are not such a good breastfeeder uh, with your with one of your children, it doesn't mean that you mm, cannot be a really good breastfeeder with your second child or third child. Because then with Lisa, I was breastfeeding for two years and it was going really well because she was really strong and she was really she always was she always liked to get things and she had really strong mouth I would say and with her it was perfect Mm. so I think it 
also depends a little bit on the baby and on how strong he or she is and on the personality yeah. <laughs> of the baby. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, it's totally right. So, um, so how was it then after you, after you decided to give him formula and mm. everything was, well, how were you feeling as a new mother after mm. that? I think that my perception of this whole period of time, uh, and also maybe it has something to do with no, not having enough milk, uh, is that I was starting my my company, my, my own school, and I was a little bit busy mother and busy working uh, entrepreneur. Um, and uh, I think that I wasn't maybe at the time patient enough and calm enough, and I was simply working a lot. Mm. Um, so it wasn't easy. But now, again, looking backwards, I'm so happy. I was working hard at that time because now, having four children, I can really be more independent and I have more time for them. And I've yeah. kind of worked that. It, it pays off the time I invested in starting my own business because since then I didn't have any boss and I, I didn't have company where I would have to commute and go to every day. Mm. And um, um, I would again recommend that to all of mothers to to be their own uh, bosses. <laughs> yeah, or their own persons. Sometimes that's how I feel as well. We're a little bit similar there, Marie. Mm. Like mm. we are both entrepreneurs and both. I never. I feel like I never stopped working, mm. even if I did stop for a while. Mm. Um, and it's different for everybody, and there's a choice for everybody. But, but working with my own project is something that makes me feel like I'm still Lisa, even if I'm still a mother. Mm -hmm. And for some other people, it's it's similar but with something else, you know, mm -hmm. something else that makes them feel that they are mm. they're still themselves a little bit, and something to connect us back to to us I think it's important in the role of being a mom too mm -hmm. or being a parent too so yeah definitely yeah yeah uh, although I have to say that I was dealing with a lot of pressure maybe from my family I'm also coming from four children and my mom is the typical super mom you know breastfeeding mm -hmm. for 18 years I think and <laughs> um she was telling me oh you should work less and it's you know the time will run so fast and you should enjoy it and I thought oh yeah but I have to also eat <laughs> and feed the baby and I need to work somehow and I don't want to work in a company in a, somebody's company I want to be my own boss yeah and I I had to deal with some feeling of guilt also and also feeling with some self-pity when everybody else was traveling to holidays and I was at home working on my project and and yeah. dealing with this baby and uh, <laughs> totally exhausted but now yeah. I have to say it really it really it's paying off and I'm really happy I did that now especially during the pandemic uh, during the lockdown when I had all of four children at home and I I could decide when I want to work and when I want to spend the time with children and help them with the online school it, it's, yeah it was good decision back then 
Yeah, absolutely. And you know what, even whatever we decide to do when we become parents, if it's going to be staying at home full time or working a little or working a lot, everything is going to come with its own guilt. You know, there's, we always feel guilty as parents, whatever we choose to do with our time, it's always going to come with a bit of guilt. You You are always bad mother, no matter what. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Somebody's going to think that or or ourselves. Yeah. Czech society, Czech society is extremely (laughs) judgmental. I think the, the, the entire world when it comes to this. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh. All right. So should we, should we move on to number two then? Did you guys, did you know maybe, that you wanted I, another one? Oh, I, go on. I, I would maybe, yeah. With, with the second one with Luisa, there was this thing. I, yeah, I really wanted the second one as soon as possible because I really liked it. I really I really, you know, when, as soon as Christian became the good boy again, after giving him mm-hmm. formula, after he gained some, some weight, um, I really wanted to, to have another, and I was hoping I would get a twin because my mom comes from twins and I was really hoping for twins. And, um, and I, uh, I became pregnant when Christian was something like eight months old. I became pregnant again. I was again happy about it. Um, and yeah, and with Luisa, it was really good pregnancy always as, as well. Uh, I always had really good pregnancies. I, I was kind of lucky. I never vomited or n- nothing like that. Mm. Good pregnancy, good feel. But what happened unexpectedly was that Luisa was born one month uh, before the due date. I didn't expect it my water broke in the middle of night one day and and yeah and I had to wait a little bit longer for the contractions a little bit a few hours but then they came and I didn't again fortunately I wasn't medicated I didn't have to do any cesarean it was normal normal birth and she she was um she was two and a half kilos or something like that. So it was okay, not super, but okay. We had to be in a hospital for a little bit longer time. She had this um, hepatitis. Yeah, hepatitis. And she was a little bit small. And because of that, we had to be in hospital for like 10 days. But she... uh, had to go to the incubator just for just like I don't know like four times in total for one hour or something like that just a little bit to warm her up just I think it was like prevention more than anything else and yeah so here we are I was going uh, from the hospital after 10 days happy that we are both alive Relieved, mm. so much relieved. I was in a lot of tension when my water broke unexpectedly. How was, many weeks were you then? 36. At the beginning of 36, 35. Right, right. Like yeah. Just starting my 36 week. Yeah. And she, but she did, you said your breastfeeding journey with her went differently. So I think that she knew that she has to do it well. I think that she knew that she's a little bit small smaller than she should be it's a little bit too fast i remember that when she was born her skin was really see you could really see through 
uh, and she was tiny, 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 tiny. She was small, but I, I mean, you know, I remember that when I was giving birth, I was asking the PA, is she going to be okay? And she said, oh, you are 36 weeks, it's fine. We have, you know, do, 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 it's really, it's okay, don't worry. Yeah, yeah. so she really called me down. Yeah, and did, uh, was there anything with the birth? Did you get episiotomy again or was there no. something similar? Fortunately, yeah. no, fortunately, everything was fine. She also, she was small. It was second birth in a really short time. Uh, so I think it was, it was much quicker and much easier, the second one. It was like, I don't know, like, let's say eight hours or something like that. And it was, I remember that it was really less painful and, and faster. Right. Yeah. yeah. And how was it coming home with two little ones then? Because Christian couldn't have been super, super old then either. He was one year and quarter, one year and three months. Mm. Does it make it? Does it count? Does, uh, one yeah. year and four months. One year and four months. Yeah. Oh, but yeah. it's been done much, much smaller when I... Anyway, he, he was definitely one, one year and four months. So I don't know when I got pregnant, but... This was definitely his age. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> great. Um, and uh, yeah, it was it was it was okay. The only struggle was that I had a double push chair for two babies, mm -hmm. and uh, I had some stairs to deal with, uh, and I had to be really strong. But it was challenge. I liked it. I felt kind of strong, and I was on a huge euphoria because I really was, you know, when I, when there was this danger that something could go wrong, because she was obviously being born too soon. Uh, now, compared to this, anything was a problem. I was just happy that we both are alive and, and healthy. And mm. I thought I could now broke the rocks and I could deal with anything. I'm alive and she is. So I, I was very, very happy at the time. And yeah. I you know, I, I I don't remember anything anything bad. She was breastfeeding, she was she was I was breastfeeding well. She was gaining a lot of weight. Because she was born prematurely, there has been there there were some issues when she was four months. Uh with um she wasn't turning enough. And we had to do some rehabilitation. We call it Wojtovka, which is the special breastfeeding mm -hmm. surgery method. And three times per day for like 20 minutes, you have to exercise with the baby. Uh, the baby doesn't like it. The baby is always crying. Um, mm. and you have to press her very hard on the, on the points. And you have to hold uh, her or hit him on some place where she has the, the, the struggle, where she's weak and the baby is kind of going against you. And she, and she was, uh, the Louisa was um, um, exercising basically. This is exercise for children and it was working really well. And in two months we could let go and um, hmm. we succeeded. It was difficult part as well. Is this exercise, is this for, for the muscles to get stronger or why, or why would you, why, 
Why did you do that? Yes, you, you put a baby, it's a special uh, method named after Dr. Vojta. Um, and uh, that's, that's why this, called, this method is called Vojtovka. And um, you press some points, reflex points, and you are uh, stressing one part of the body and the other part and the other part is gaining strength because the baby is trying to release the, the baby want you to want you to let go, go off mm-hmm. and he or she is uh, is rehabilitating the second part that, that I don't know I'm not I'm not physiotherapist that's okay that's okay (laughs) I can't really describe it that well oh don't worry I just haven't heard about it before I will Mm -hmm. I will find a link or something to to uh, put on your show notes page if people are interested to read about it yes it's it's one of the most common used method for small children around four to six months when they uh, basically have one side weaker than the other uh-huh. and when the uh-huh. baby is not for example turning they are really they are really they really the doctors really want the baby to turn from one side to another when he mm. or she is four months old and when he or she is not doing that they really encourage you uh, to to go to the physiotherapist to the special specialist who teach you how to do it and then you have to go there once a week to test how how much you've practiced and uh, she or he checks on you and the baby and he or she wants you to uh, wants you to show how you are exercising with the baby and they are really Mm. kind of strict with that and especially because Louisa was born prematurely Mm. to exercise this Right, right. Oh, that's great. I've never heard about this before. Um, great. So, so how did you decide that you wanted a third then after these two? Uh, I think I didn't <laughs> decide. <laughs> um, I definitely, I, I, I was, this time it was more Radim who comes from three and he really wanted three. I was kind of on the tired side. Uh uh, but it was, I'm, I think, more my husband's initiative. Um, and yeah, th- here we had a little bit longer pause, full three years. So between Luisa and Johan are exactly three years. And uh, with the third and fourth child, we decided that we want our own midwife, our private midwife. And... Uh, uh, I actually remember from the sec- from the third and fourth birth only that it was really fast. Um, it, I think it what it was only also this in the birth um, uh, report. I have this noted. It was prekotni porod, which means the super fast, too much fast uh, birth. <laughs> Uh, so from I think not with Johan because with with Johan I think it was maybe like three hours something like that so from the water broke till the having Johan it was three hours but with Bogdan it was one hour and this was like super fast and I remember that 
I described it after the birth that there was still the same pain, but it was just fast and and squeezed into 60 minutes. Wow. Uh, Did yeah. you make it to the hospital and what, what happened? I'm, what happened with those? We made it to the hospital uh, and directly I was really I was already in there. There's this waiting room and usually they are sitting those those nice young couples, you know, <laughs> husband and wife. And she's doing like, ah, maybe it's coming soon. And then I came in and I went directly on all fours. <laughs> and I was saying to him, tell them that I'm really giving birth now. And I was like, oh no, I think that they, they are, they will come. They will pick up us, pick us up here. Uh, in a minute and I said no I'm feeling the head in between my legs just <laughs> I was really giving birth in the corridor and then I made it to the um to the to the room and I gave birth within 10 minutes it was very fast wow that's incredible but it's because you know it's because again I, uh, between the first two children there are, there is uh, is 16 months and between the second two children there is also 16 months so I think it's because it was just the four births and again very fast very shortly after the third one and it was just super fast that's incredible so if you have a fifth you will have a home birth then probably <laughs> right <laughs> but if I if I get to have the fifth one I would have a kind of big gap because Chris because the last one um, Bogdan he's already three and a half years so maybe it will be again this 12 hours <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's true that's true I think we we fast forwarded a little bit over Johan and Bogdan's birth but do, is there anything you'd like to add from the pregnancies or the birth with them not really not really nothing interesting here <laughs> <laughs> That's what my mother said too. She had five children and she said, after the third, it's like you can have more and more and more because everything is, it's like the same. I was like, okay, <laughs> is that yeah. true? Yeah. I only remember that I really was looking forward to go to the hospital and stay there for a couple of days because somebody <laughs> will, I will not have to deal with the first one, with the first two ones and the third ones. Then I will not have to deal with cooking and cleaning. And I was really looking forward to it as if it was some kind of spa. <laughs> I really... <laughs> I really, and I was like, oh, somebody will cook for me. How incredible that is. <laughs> oh, that's so nice. That's so nice. Yeah. Oh. And I, I like the fact that I had this, my own midwife. And I, I like the fact that I kind of still, I was 31, I think, when I gave birth to the last one. I felt kind of still young and full of energy, but I felt good because I had, children and I already had this business that was kind of running and I felt I, I remember feeling well with the third and fourth one I was confident enough I knew that if I will breastfeed or not it will not be the end of the world mm. and I already we already had the house so we didn't have to live uh, you know on, on different places and 
I had my nest already. That was important. Yeah. yeah. I think that's a, such a, it's such a good advice. I would say also this thing of when you have the second child or the third or the fourth, it's like, you know, already how it is. It's a little bit less stressful than having, than having your first child, you know, because you've gone through it a few times and you just feel like, yeah. at least I did with the second, I, I just, I don't second guess myself as a mother, like I would do the first round. Mm -hmm. I'd be like, oh, I wonder if this is okay or this and this, but mm -hmm. now I, I sort of know. Mm -hmm. And I guess you know even better because you have four. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I knew better. I remember being also nervous with this third and fourth birth. Uh, mm. I remember I, you know, you never know how it will go. Uh, what was surprised for me was that the size of the baby is not the most important part because I know that uh, last child was uh, four and a half kilos. So he was huge, but the birth was fast and, and kind of easy. So yeah. um, if they are you know, warning you in the hospital, oh, it looks like he will or she will be big. Don't be too stressed too much about it because the most important is how, how the baby is, how the head is there. And there are so mm. many things that matter more than the weight. Yeah. Yeah. There's so many things that are interesting. Like now I'm not a medical professional in this field at all, but I feel like there's a lot of, a lot of stories out there and I listen to a lot of birth stories also, <laughs> I should add, but, yeah. <laughs> but there's so many stories out there that are this thing of, they told me that the baby was really big, so I couldn't, yeah. I couldn't have this birth or the, the birth that I wanted. And, and sometimes, I don't know, with my second child, the last scan I had, they said the baby was huge, you know, <laughs> and then he wasn't huge. Yes. He was 3.3 kilos or something or, or yeah. 3.5 or something you know and it's, it's like a normal sized yeah. child <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah so so I don't know if it's if that's wrong or you know but but it's definitely something that's out there that mm. that I don't know if it's correct you know <laughs> mm. Mm. yeah yeah all right Marie is there anything you'd like to add or anything we haven't discussed yet that you want to share no, I think we, I think I feel I was talking too much. <laughs> no, I hope it was not too boring. Great. Um, no, <laughs> there really isn't anything else that I would like to, I would just like to point out really that, uh, if you will not breastfeed for 100% for six months, it's really not the end of the world and be totally yeah. cool about it because, um, Christian has survived this and he's happy, <laughs> healthy boy, and he doesn't have any effects, any side effects of Nutrilon. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go. He's living proof. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, that's great. All right. Thank you so much, Marie, for sharing all of your beautiful stories with us. <laughs> Thank you so much for your invitation. Thanks again, Marie, for coming on and sharing your beautiful birth stories with us today. If you are listening in and you would like to reach out to Marie, then you can head to um, ninemonthspodcast.com and fill in the contact form there. Or you can send me an email at the ninemonthpodcast at gmail.com. 
You can also, of course, go and check out Czech Courses. It's Czech Courses, just as, just as it is spelled, dot cz. And you can reach out to Marie there about Czech language courses or about birth. I'm sure she'd appreciate both of them. And yeah, thank you guys so much. And I hope you're having a wonderful start of the summer. We'll see you next week. <laughs>